We worship you, God. Thank you, Jesus. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. Let's stand to our feet, hallelujah, and give God praise, hallelujah, hallelujah. Go. 
us joy, magnificent joy, unspeakable joy. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Down deep in my soul, down deep in 
for your joy. Thank you, Lord, for your strength. Thank you for knowing me exactly who I am. Hallelujah. And for loving me no matter what. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus, for walking with me, for talking with me. Hallelujah. For your Holy Spirit that dwells within me. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah.
in your victory because your power is within me no giant can defeat me because you hold my Within me, no giant can defeat me, cause you hold my hand. Y'all say it with us, no fire can burn me, no battle high can turn me, no mountain can stop me, cause you hold my hand. How many of you are walking in victory? Hey, cause your power is within me, no giant can defeat me, cause you you his son he calls you his daughter what is your name amen what do you answer by amen he knows my name he knows your name hallelujah it's important it's important what we answer to amen make sure when you're listening make sure you're answering to what he calls you by amen Happy New Year. Happy 2020, amen. Hallelujah, this is a new decade. I don't know what you went through in 2019, 2018, 17, 16, 15, 14, and so on, amen. But this is a new year. 
Paul says in Philippians 3.14, he does what? He presses. He presses toward the mark, amen, of the high calling in Christ Jesus. He presses. What does press mean? Press means to move, amen? Press means to do something. So whatever you went through last year, whatever you went through before, amen, you don't have to go through that again. You don't have to go through that this year, amen? You keep pressing. You keep moving. You answer to the name that God's calling you by. If you're going to progress in 2019, and I'm sorry, in 2020, if you're going to prosper in 2020, tune your ear. Let's tune our ears to what God is calling us by. Let's tune our ears to what God is saying. Amen? Amen. Welcome to World Changes Church Houston. Amen? God is good. Where the word is alive. Amen. If this is your first time visiting us this morning, go ahead and raise your hand. Are we any first time visitors? Amen. Right here. Welcome. Amen. Welcome. On behalf of our senior pastors, Pastors Archie and Melissa Collins and our founders, Dr. Creflo and Taffy Dollar, we welcome you. Amen. Those of you streaming by, by uh, internet, we welcome you this morning. God is good, you guys. God is good. Amen. Some people didn't see this year. Amen. Some of us didn't think we would see 2020. Amen. But the devil is a liar. Hallelujah. God is good. Let's go ahead and, and take a moment to do an awesome welcome. We're going to stand back to your feet. We do a, a, we're going to put 60 seconds on the clock. Let's go ahead and welcome each other this morning. Amen. Awesome way to welcome each other to church this morning. Thank you. We have several announcements that we'll make this morning. And uh, just remember, if there's any announcement that you uh, don't catch or don't understand, at the end of service, you can always stop at the communications desk and, um, and they can catch you up on any announcement. Amen? First announcement is divorce care class. If you are contemplating or already in the midst of a divorce or separation, please join us for our 13-week divorce class beginning January 7th from 7 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. Come experience healing and restoration that can only come from God. Details are available at the communications desk. 
Radical women's ministry, all the women in the house, make some noise. Hallelujah. Radical women's ministry offers a gift just for you. Just for you, the Radical Women's Conference titled Worth, March 19th through 21st in Atlanta, featuring our very own Taffy Dollar, Sarah Jakes Roberts, Dee Dee Freeman, Laura Pickett, Stasia Pierce, and musical performances from Todd Delaney and Miranda Curtis. But most of all, the most important guest is you. We're offering $15 off registration by using the code HOLIDAYS. Grab your seat today and be sure to bring a friend. Visit worthconference.org for hotel and flight discounts. Register or text RADICAL to 51555 today. And remember, this information is at the, the information desk. Radical women, to write the vision and make it plain for 2020, we will host an exciting vision board party on January 25 at 8 a.m. Who likes a party, amen? All right. January 25th at 8 a.m. We'll kick off with corporate prayer, then a light breakfast, and finally create our vision boards. Please bring your magazines, markers, scissors, posters, boards, and creative ideas. Stop by the communications desk for RSVP today. Amen. What does the word say? Do what? Write the vision and what? Amen. Make your vision boards. Next announcement. New Change Early Learning Center here for you. If you are someone you know or in need of a daycare where your children can learn about Jesus and receive a top-notch education, New Change is here for, your, for you. We're making a difference in our community by offering the Abeka curriculum, creative learning arts and crafts, and small class ratios in a clean, secure, and loving environment. We are enrolling children six weeks to four weeks old. Call us at 281-463-0700 or stop by the communications desk for more information. Children's Ministries needs you. Children's Ministries committed to teaching our children the gospel of grace with simplicity and understanding on a level that they can understand through videos, arts, crafts, and kid-friendly Bible lessons. We are in need of four volunteers to commit to serving one Sunday per month to help fulfill this mission. Please stop by the communications desk today for sign-up. Only four volunteers. That's not very many, y'all. So please, if God has laid it on your heart to uh, help support our children and, and uh, provide the word with simplicity and understanding, please heed that call and stop by the communications desk. Um, and last um, important announcement, WCCH Text to Give allows you to give an offering or tithe by sending a text message with a dollar amount and automatically charging your credit card. It combines the convenience of card donations with fulfillment and submitting an instant payment. If you're experiencing difficulty or need help with setting up the app on your phone, please stop by the communications desk to sign up for assistance. So once again, very importantly, the instructions are on the screen. 
but we understood from several individuals, even some of us had trouble um, actually loading this text or downloading the app. So if you're having a concern or, or if you're having a need for assistance, please stop by the communications desk um, and, and we can definitely assist you with that. But what it says on the screen is you have to enter, of course, in the phone line 74483 and then in the text box, you will enter WCTXHOU space and then the dollar amount you want to give. And then you hit send. And just as simply as that, then you'll get a you'll get a response back saying thank you for your giving. So no more do you have to go to a page and scroll down or enter a dollar amount in a, in a different box. It's just as simple. Everything happens in the text box. But once again, if you're having uh, any issues doing that, please make sure you stop by the communications desk and we will assist you after service um, in your giving by text. Amen? Um, let's see. Okay. That's important. And I, I did try yesterday and it, it does work in that text, so we can definitely assist you with that. One last thing on that. When you um, get your response back where it says, thank you for giving, it won't say um, World Changes Church Houston in that box. It'll say World Changes Church International when, you, when the thank you come back. But just know that as long as you put W-C-T-X-H-O-U, that dollar amount that you gave, it does come to Houston. Amen? Okay. All righty. All righty. Announcements are great. We have to make sure we get understanding, right, and know what's, know what's happening. But we definitely want to now enter into a time of service where, you know, we stop and we focus on whatever need that you might be having. You know, sometimes we go through things or we're facing situations and we just need um, someone to agree with us. Amen? So we want to ask the prayer counselors to come down. We want to take a minute. No matter what need you have on your heart, there's no need too big, no need too small. Whatever you uh, need agreement on, the word says where two or three come together, touching, agreeing on anything, there he is in our midst. Amen? Sometimes we just need the power of agreement, and it's okay to, uh, to come in and be vulnerable and say, hey, this is what I'm going through. Amen? So the altars are open. We ask you just to come down and join our prayer counselors in a prayer of agreement. Light in the darkness, that is who you are. We make a miracle worker, promise keeper. Light in the darkness, my God, that is who you are. darkness that is who you are 
worship you. Hallelujah. We thank you, Lord God, that you are the way maker. We thank you that every need, every, every question that was asked today, we thank you that the answer is yes, and you've already provided the, the answer. We thank you that the work is done, Father God. We thank you because of who you are and what you've already done. The needs are already met. We thank you that there is nothing ever missing, nothing lacking or broken in the lives of your people. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's get ready for an awesome word today, amen? We know that we have an awesome word for 2020, and let's put your hands together to welcome Pastor Archie Collins. Amen. 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 Well, praise God. Amen. Praise God. Let's go ahead and grab those communion elements. still remembering the body and the blood of Jesus, uh, always reminding ourselves of what the finished works of Jesus is and has already done in our lives. Amen? Now, I heard that these, this new batch we got is a little tight to open up sometimes, so 
You should have saw us on New Year's. I'm trying to do it quick, and everybody's like, wait a minute, hold on. <laughs> so praise God. Let's take the body, the bread, let's hold it up. Father God, we thank and praise you for the body of Jesus. We are whole, we are healed as a result of what he already did on that cross over 2,000 years ago. So I speak and declare that our physical bodies, our minds, are 100% in line with what he did. We're healed. In Jesus' name, you may eat. And let's take that juice that represents the blood of Jesus. Let's hold it up. Father, we hold in our hands forgiveness. We hold in our hands redemption. We hold in our hands the price already being paid. No punishment, no power from sin in our lives because the blood of Jesus didn't cover us, it cleansed us from all unrighteousness. So we are right with you because of the blood. We believe that, we receive that, and we receive all the benefits that come as a result of that. We're blessed. In Jesus' name, you may drink. And Lord, we declare, we decree that all is well in every area of our lives. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. amen. Come on and give God a hand clap of praise. Amen, you can do better than that. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise. Amen. Amen. Well, you may be seated. Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to the first World Changers Church Houston service of the year. Now, I don't know about you, but uh, I'm excited about this year. This is our, uh, we're going now into our third year together as a, a branch church of World Changers Church International. I think they're calling us pioneer churches now. Um, we're Dr. Donner and Pastor Taffy have ordained and blessed this house to operate uh, what we call live, with live preaching, live praise and worship. Are y'all enjoying the band and the praise and worship and everything like that? My goodness. The band, the praise team, just, um, just you know, all the excellence coming out of the different graces that people have. Uh, and, and see, some of y'all supposed to be on these teams, by the way. So you need to let this be the year that you go ahead and be obedient to what the Lord has said. Amen. But I'm going to just leave that at that. Amen. All right. So, but, uh, you know, we've been blessed um, that Pastor and Pastor Taffy have released us. And we're going into our third year of uh, doing that. And I'm just so excited about what God has already done, but also what he, in, in what he's uh, going to do in each and every one of you. See, in our church... One of the uh, primary goals, or the primary goal, or we call it the mission, is to minister the gospel of grace in Texas. Amen? So I know we love Houston, and Houston is the bomb, don't get me wrong. But how many of you guys know that we are not all of Texas? This church is, is part of the mission. It's the beginning of the mission. 
Uh, if you're in military or something like that, or you were in the military, you understand that a mission, uh, you know, uh, is a part of a bigger campaign that's going on. And as we accomplish the mission in Texas, then we help the overall vision get done. Pastor wants to see 500 churches all across America to minister the gospel of grace. And we have our job to do here in Texas. And Houston is one of 10. Amen. Now somebody said, why do you want 10 churches? Well, the whole point is, is to minister the gospel of grace all around Texas. So when you have these other churches that get planted over time, they'll be just like us where you have live places that people can hear and receive the word and then go out into their cities and go out into their communities and be grace in action. So you want to minister the gospel of grace so then people can go out and be grace in action. And that's how we can get our entire nation saved and work on the world at the same time. So, so I want you to see kind of the progressive steps that we're trying to work towards. And we've been talking about the fact that this is the year of clarity that leads towards progression. It's imperative that you understand where we're at and where we're going. We praise God for the one church we have here physically in, in, in Houston. Many of you guys have been with us for a very long time. And y'all remember when we were at the hotel and then at the seven-day Adventist churches. There's a couple of those. And then we finally got here. And then when we got here, we purchased our own campus. This was a great accomplishment, but it is nowhere near mission accomplished. Amen. We don't declare mission accomplished until there's churches all around Texas that are receiving and ministering the gospel of grace. So somebody say, you know, wait a minute, we ain't, we ain't there yet? No, we're not there yet. But it is through the ministry that is on the inside of you all that that, vision will get, that mission will get accomplished. Now, Pastor Melissa and I cannot go around attend churches every single week and minister the gospel of grace, can we? Absolutely not. But you can. What's on the inside of you guys is what's going to help us get done what God wants done. And that's why we're preaching the way we're preaching. That's why we're teaching the way we're teaching. We need you to see who you are in him. But in order to see who you are in him, you have to first know him. Amen. That's why we spent all last year talking about messages that taught us about knowing who God is. And now we're looking at being clear on who he is so that we can hear him and clearly know where to go. We want you to walk in light this year. We want you to be enlightened. We want you to be crystal clear on what God is saying so that you can move into the places he's called you to move into. Because I know that the places he's called you into are places you will have success. Not just places you think you want to be or places that are nice to be, but when you get exactly where God wants you to be, you're guaranteed to be in a place of success in your life. For some of you, that will be correct, directly connected to this ministry and those churches. For some of you, he may have you move to a, another city uh, with your business and expand you and spread you out so that you can sow into ministry and so you can do different things. I don't know how he's going to do it. That ain't my job because I ain't God. Amen? My job is to equip you and prepare you so that you can clearly hear from him to be where he wants you to be so that you can do what he wants you to do. Amen? Your job is not to worship me and Pastor Melissa. Our job is to serve you. And as we serve you, we can worship God together. Amen? Amen. I don't know who that's for and what's that for, but we, that was just on my heart to start off with. 
So what I want you to understand is um, we have a responsibility, we have a call, each and every one of us, to walk out what God wants us to do. But in order to do that, we first must have understanding and clarity and light in our lives. And we're going to talk about this word light today. We're going to pick up where we left off in our New Year's service. By the way, that was an awesome New Year's service. Thank you guys who all served and who all were here. We had a great turnout. Um, it was just a really, 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 really good time. Um, if, if you didn't know, we uh, licensed uh, several ministers here to do exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, people who were called by God. Uh, to do what um, God has called them to do. And, and as a matter of fact, I'll take a moment. Those of you guys, uh, our new ministers here at World Changers, Houston, uh, come on down here to the front real quick. We just want to acknowledge you, want the body to see who you guys are. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Y'all can face them. Y'all serving them. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, if you know anything about our ministry, being a minister is just being a servant. It's not a, it's not a, um, a role that I got to try to achieve and work towards. And I, I know if you're like me, you were kind of taught that. You were kind of taught you, you achieve this. I told them, I said, just, they said, well, what are we supposed to do now? You just keep doing what you're already doing. Can't nobody stop who you are. All we can do is acknowledge who you are. And what we've done with Miss Dorothy, Danielle, Inyang, uh, Laura and Reggie Pettit, Michael, Deborah, and Cheryl is acknowledged who they are. These are servants. And we have a church full of servants, by the way. These are servants. And we had a ministerial class of people, you know, who are in training to do ministry and do leadership. And I was explaining to them that, you know, some of them, they'll be right up here with the rest of them and stuff like that. But it's not a goal to be achieved. None of these guys ask for that. If, if they'd be honest with you, someone would say, I really didn't want to do it. I was just worshiping God with my life, and here I am. Amen? And many of you guys are called to the same thing. And, and God's going to arrest you if he already hadn't. And you'll submit, and we'll be celebrating you. Amen. <laughs> and then we'll be equipping you and sending you out what you're called to do. But these guys, as of right now, they're specifically going to be here helping Pastor Melissa and I serve you. And God was really clear. To me, one of the things I'm personally doing this year is making sure we're really, really, really pastoring you all. I mean, in every sense of the word, spending time with you, getting to know you, uh, serving you uh, through the good times, through the bad times, through the challenges that you may experience in life, uh, making sure we just have our hand on your post and that there is nothing that you go without, without your family having their arms around you. Amen? Um, we just had a conversation yesterday after corporate prayer, and we were just in a room, and we were just talking about what everybody's roles were and were going to be, and, and we spent a lot of time just on making sure we were caring for you all. Um, those conversations that you have with each other on the phone, with those challenges that go on, making sure that they make their way into the church so that the church itself can wrap its arms around you and help meet whatever needs may exist because I'm a firm believer that the body is supposed to be here for the body. 
Amen. So not focusing on the processes and all that stuff. That stuff is important, but making sure the people are at the center of what we're doing. Pastor Dollar said it years ago, uh, and excuse the, the business side of what I'm about to say, but he said, we're in the people business. We're here to serve people. And one of the things people need is to hear the word, obviously. But there's a bunch of other stuff that people need every single day. And sometimes if you're not careful, you can bring church just down to the preaching. But there's a whole lot more that y'all dealing with that sometimes you're like, I don't want to hear no more preaching. I need somebody to help me with my, my, my spouse. I need somebody to help me with my kids. I need somebody to help me with my finances. I need some help. Well, I got good news today. Help has arrived. <laughs> Amen. So... When you get a chance, uh, you know, love on these guys, congratulate these guys. Um, you know, they represent Pastor Melissa and I. Uh, as you guys know, we have church that also has leaders in it uh, who may not be ministers just yet, and we still honor those uh, guys and, uh, and women who operate in those capacities. But these guys, as time goes on, will be specifically, you know, sharing with you what they do in that sense uh, in, in different ways. Some of them, we're still talking to them and making them fully aware of it. So that's why I want to just kind of bust them out, you know, right now. And they'd be like, I didn't even know I was going to be doing that. But, uh, but yeah, so we're excited about them. So continue to keep them up in prayer as they step out into what God has called them to do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Thank you guys so much. <laughs> oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, so like we said, you know, this is, this is, this, uh, in, our, in our church, the, the goal, we're, we're, we're going to be having 10 churches, you know, in Texas. Uh, we're training leaders. That's another part of our mission. And then we're sending leaders out. That's another part of our mission. Uh, we're meeting needs. Uh, in our communities. So there's very specific things that God has called us to do, but it's going to require us. Amen? I said it's going to require us. You know, the gifts are put into the church for the equipping. It didn't say the equipping of all the pastors and ministers to go do. It said the equipping of the saints. I got any saints in the house? Some of y'all are like, oh, wait, wait. You talk, me? Yeah, yeah. I said I got any sa saints or saved people? Saints are people who are saved by grace through faith. So if you're a saint in a house, these gifts and the gifts of the Spirit, Spirit, they're put in the house so that you can get the equipping that you need to then go and serve. Amen? Now let me make this very plain and then we'll dive into our actual message. We're serving because when Jesus physically exited the earth, and now he lives also on the inside of us, we now have the mantle to share the love of God, to share the grace of God here on this earth. So we use our lives, our hands, our feet, and all that we have to worship God with our service. I, I submit to you that what we're doing today is a part of a worship service. Think about that. Worshiping God, you know, honoring him with my life, and doing what he's called me and told me to do. But this ain't all he called us to do. He didn't, call us, he didn't call us to come here and preach to each other. Light, preaching the light? What good is that? You just got more light. But when light goes into darkness, it dispels that darkness. It destroys the darkness. The purpose of light is to get rid of darkness. And light lives on the inside of you not for you just to hold that light. Oh, come on, somebody. Light lives on the inside of you not just to be 
under, as the scripture says, hidden under a bush. Lights on the inside of you to be shown in darkness. So your design, your purpose is automatically linked to going into darkness and being the light. Amen? Amen. So you can't be afraid of darkness, number one. I see you can't be afraid of darkness, number one. They smell funny. You can't be afraid of darkness. They cuss over there. You, can't, you used to too. You can't be afraid of darkness. But those are sinners. You used to be too. You can't be afraid of darkness. Why? Because you carry the light. The only reason why you'd be afraid of darkness is because you don't know who you are. You don't know what you have. You don't know who you have. So, so, so we're called to be the light. And, and, and in being the light, light has everything it needs in it just to be what it is. And so today I want to talk to you about being that light, but walking in the purpose, which is we're called to light up the night. We're called to light up darkness. And I want you to understand as we start this year off exactly how to do that. Amen? Amen. So if you have your Bibles, go with me to Isaiah chapter 2. Isaiah chapter 2, verse 5. I'm going to read it out of the King James first, and then we'll look at it in the New Living Translation. It says, O house of Jacob, come ye, and let us walk in the light of the Lord. Let's see that in the New Living Translation real quick. It's quite similar. Give y'all a chance to uh, turn there. It says, come descendants of Jacob, let us do what? Walk or live, walk in the light of the Lord. Now, if I'm going to walk in the light of the Lord, how many of you guys know I need the light in my life? Amen. Go to John chapter 11. We'll look at verse uh, 9. John 11, 9. Now, you know, in our church, we believe in the Bible, right? So as you're taking notes, you know, make sure you capture all these uh, scriptures and write them down because what I want you to do is go back home and, and read back through these scriptures because in the scriptures is where you're going to find the revelation. Amen? In the scriptures is where you're going to find a revelation. Also, when the word is being preached, God will speak to you. It's important that you catch what I'm saying, but it's more important that you catch what he's saying to you during this time. Make sure you're hearing the voice behind the word that is being shared. I'll be saying, you're the light, and then Holy Spirit will be saying to your spirit, you need to do this, this, and this, or you are this, this, and this. No matter what they call you, you are this. He'll be saying something to you just for you. Make sure you write that down. Because that's going to be the word that you need come Thursday when all hell is trying to break loose, and he'll be like, see, I told you here what you needed here, and you're already ready and prepared. So when you're in church, it's, it's good to write the scriptures. It's best to write the scriptures down, and it's even better to make sure you're right now what the Holy Spirit is specifically saying to you. Some people say, I don't know if I can hear his voice. His voice is going to be echoing and giving you revelation on this word that you're hearing. And as you practice writing that down and knowing him, you're going to be sharpening your ear, your inner ear, to being clear on what is God saying, what thus saith the Lord is. And if you want this to be your year of clarity, I want you to begin to exercise that, that muscle of hearing from him. And a great way to do that is begin to write down what he's saying to you. Amen? Amen. John uh, chapter 11, uh, verse 9, it says, Jesus replied, there are 12 hours of daylight every day during the day people can walk safely. 
Why can people walk safely during the day? Because they can see. There's light. And when there's light, I'm less ap applicable to trip over stuff, to run into obstacles. So he's saying during daylight, during light, people see, they won't stumble, they can't fall because they can see where to go. Verse 10. They can see because they have the light of this world. God wants us to walk in the light. Why? So that we don't stumble. So that we don't fall. So that we can see clearly where to go. But make no mistake about it, he wants you walking in the light. Now, Genesis 1, uh, verse 3, it talks about light, but it's initially talking about physical light. And I always think it's important when we're talking about certain words and topics to try to see what the word says about it. And it's always neat to go back and look at when is the first time we heard about light? Go with me to Genesis chapter 1, verse 3. This is God creating the world. The King James says, and God said, let there be what? And then what happened? There was light. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. How did light come about? God. And he did what? Said it. So light, at least physical light, comes from God. Is that true? And light is because he said, so the will of God is that there be light. And when the will of God is something, ain't nothing changing that. When the will of God is something, it's going to be a good something. I can guarantee you that. Verse 4 says, And God saw the light, that it was good. God saw the light, that it was good. When God says something, you better guarantee yourself you're going to see it. And the second thing you can bet on is it's going to be good. God called the light. The light was and it was good. Whatever God calls in your life, it will be. And it will be good. If God says you're healed, you're healed. If God says you're forgiven, you're forgiven. Whatever he says, you need to have some light or enlightenment on the inside of you to know that it is, and it's going to be good. God tells you to go serve here. He tells you to go do there. It's what he said. Know that it will be and that it will be good. God calls us to do something or he tells us to sow something or he tells us to serve somebody and we begin to get nervous and begin to have doubt. Why? Because we know he said it, but we don't know that it's going to be good. Or we know that he said it, but we don't know that it's going to happen. And God said, let there be light and light was. Whatever he says will be. Whatever he says is a promise. Whatever vision he gives you for this year, it's a promise. Whatever he says will be, and it will be good. You need to understand that. You need to know that. You need to get that down in your heart because that should be the, 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 the ammo you need to combat the negative thoughts that try to come into your mind. It's the ammo you need to try the, to, 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 uh, that's going to defeat the lies of the enemy or sometimes the lies of people that'll tell you that his will will not be done in your life. Come on, you ain't smart enough. Come on, you ain't, you ain't, you ain't experienced enough. You're not the right gender. You're not the right ethnicity. Uh, uh, you, you ain't got the right DDDs behind your name. You will be, it will be done because he said. Amen. 
And to be in darkness is to be the one who is doubting the will of God, the word of God, the way of God. I know how my God wrote. When he says, it is. I said, when he says, it is. That's his way. When he says something, it's done. You will be healed. By Jesus' stripes, you were healed. You're delivered. You're set free. You're whole. You know what that means? Nothing missing, nothing lacking, nothing broken in any area of your life. You have peace. You have assurance because you're right with God because of what Jesus did. If he said it, it is so. The question I got for you is what is he saying to you? Have you wrote down? That's why that's why I say what I said. Have you wrote down what he said to you? Because when you go back and see what he said to you, it's just a book of promises. It's not a book of dreams. I like what the women's ministry is about to do with the vision board uh, thing they're about to do. It, 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 that's a book of vision. When you write down what he says, write the vision down and make it plain. Why? Just so you can dream about it? No, it says so you can run with it while you're reading it. Vision should have some motion behind it because you're confidently assured, also known as faith, that it will happen, so I'm moving. I'm not crawling, I'm not walking, I'm running. Why? Because he said it. And when he says it, it will be, and it will be good. So this is the very first mention of light, and at this time he was talking about physical light. And then right at the end of the scripture, you see that God divided light from darkness. So you also see God's intent about light. Light is, is not supposed to be a part of darkness. Now, before you get religious with that and say, see, that's why I know we ain't supposed to be around sinners. Well, then how can they ever hear if there's no preacher? How can they ever see if it ain't no light? What it's talking about is, is, is light cannot overtake darkness. Light is definitely different. The darkness is definitely separated from darkness. But in the moment here, we're going to see that very much we're supposed to take the light into darkness so that there can be no more darkness. Amen? So God definitely intends that light be separate from darkness, but we surely are to bring the light to the darkness, not to mingle with darkness, but to destroy it. I said not to mingle with darkness, but to destroy it. So you have that physical light. But how many of you guys know that that's not the only type of light that you find in the Bible? Amen. There's also two other types of light. One of them, lowercase l, talks about enlightenment. Or an understanding of what God has done. An understanding of what God will do because of who he is. Do you really believe? If you believe, then you're walking in the light. You have understanding of who Jesus is and you understand his finished works. And if you really believe and are enlightened, lowercase l, you have light of the light, uppercase l. You have understanding, light of the light. Let me show you who is the light. You already know who's the light. 
Yeah, Jesus. Uh, go with me to, let's go to John 1, 14, and then we'll back up and look at some other things. John 1, 14. It says, and the word was made flesh and dwelt amongst us. Who is that talking about? Jesus. Jesus. Go to John 1, 4. In him was life, and that life was the light of men. Who are, who are we still talking about? Jesus. Yeah. Let's look at this in the um, Amplified. I'm sorry, the uh, message. Somebody said, you sure was right about a lot of scriptures? Yeah. You got to see this in the word. It says, everything was created through him, nothing, not one thing, came into being without him. What came into existence was life. And that life was the light to do what? To live by. I should be living by the light who is Jesus. The life light blazed out of darkness. The darkness couldn't put it out. Darkness cannot extinguish, sorry, extinguish Jesus. Another way to understand that is whatever you're doing in line with your life of, in Jesus, it can't be stopped by darkness. You don't have to fear. When you are walking with God and walking by the commands of Christ, I don't have to worry about if this is going to work out. I have an assurance and I know that because of what grace has provided through Jesus, it's already a done deal. There's a confidence, there's a swagger that, that we ought to have as believers. Some people may call you arrogant, I call you assured. You, you already know that it's done. Why are you making that decision? Why are you doing it? You may not understand what I know, but I know what I know. I got the light about the light. And I clearly understand what I'm supposed to be doing, and I'm going to progress towards his vision for my life. You'll see too one day. Because you're going to see it in my life, and then you're going to finally gain understanding for your life. Spiritual darkness works in opposition to the light. I'll say it another way. Spiritual blindness works in opposition to the light. Many people don't believe, because in a lot of cases, they just don't know. And unbelievers are definitely in darkness. And that spiritual blindness works in opposition to the light, causing an unbeliever, and in some cases, I'll say it this way, even believers, or Christians, I should say, causing even sometimes Christians to miss out on things that God has for them. God says, I want you to move here and I want you to do that. Because of doubt and unbelief, the person doesn't do it because they're in darkness to the understanding that God will not fail you. Only good and perfect gifts come from above. I know last time you did that thing because you weren't in the right timing or it wasn't the right way and it didn't work out, but you thought that was you, I mean, sorry, you thought that was God punishing you. God's done punishing you. Amen. I said this way. God's done punishing mankind. Amen. Who settled 
our punishments. How you know that? Yeah, because of the blood. The blood settles the punishment problem. I said the blood that you just symbolically drunk out of that, tell me that uh, communion, Brother Gary, that you just symbolically uh, settled out of that, this is your assurance that punishment is no longer an issue for your life. So if something happens, that wasn't God trying to punish you. Jesus, for God to punish you means that this is worth nothing. And how disrespectful would that be? How much of a liar does that make God if he takes the body and the blood of his son and just, some of y'all lose your mind if I kick that across the stage, <laughs> and, just, and just dishonors it like that? That don't sound like my God. Last I checked, he was still honoring the body and the blood of his son. And if he's honoring the body and the blood of his son, you need to understand that and be enlightened to all the benefits that come as a result of what Jesus did. Tell somebody, get in the light. But spiritual blindness, it causes you to miss everything I just said. Because you get into the week and stuff begins to happen, stuff begins to occur, the bill collector calls, the weird notes start coming in the mail, uh, the, 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 the arguments start in your household, uh, the people begin to trip on the job, <laughs> and, and you begin to allow those things to pull a veil back over your eyes to the truth of God's word. And you become blind to the truth. Wait, wait, wait. All is well. I, I, I can't operate carnally. I have to operate spiritually. The carnal person says, I'm going to go by what I see. I go by what I hear. That word carnal talks about being of the senses. You know, touch, taste, hear, uh, uh, you're hearing, uh, seeing. I'm going by that stuff, and I'm going to act based on those things. I'm going to feel based on those things. The Bible warns us against that. He says, no, no, no. You got to live by the Spirit. You got to know that you know what He has done for you, and the Holy Spirit will be lining up, giving you instructions, encouraging you, and giving you wisdom based on what is finished. And I'm telling you, it's going to be in opposition often to what you're experiencing in this natural world. But the believer understands that the light is the light and this darkness can't touch this light. As a matter of fact, when light shows up, darkness has to go. You do it every day when you're at, or every night when you're at home and you're going to get something out in the kitchen and it's dark in there and you go to cut on that light, where's darkness go? I don't know, but it ain't here no more. <laughs> but in the absence of light, there's darkness. But when light shows up, darkness has to flee. Keep your lights on. All 2020, keep your lights on. Some of y'all doing like this. You know, when you was a kid, you just... 
Keep your lights on. Don't, don't, tuck, don't cut it off. Don't, don't begin to listen to conversations that, that ain't helping your light stay on. Don't, don't get on stuff on social media that ain't helping your light stay on. If the news is bothering you, turn it off because it might be messing with your lights. Oh, Jesus, World War III. Oh, they... Oh, Lord. It's about to be, it's about to be light. That's all I know. Oh, I may not like this or I may not like that, but you know what? The moment I feel, feel the darkness trying to, y'all know the Texans won, so my voice is a little different right now, so y'all have to excuse me. Amen. So if you hear a crack or two, that's what that's it. <laughs> Did I turn 13 again? What is the deal? <laughs> uh, where was that? I was, what was I talking about? Keep the lights on. <laughs> That darkness, it'll try to come in, and you can't let anything start trying to shut your lights out. I, 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 let me say that the right way. Can't nobody really shut your lights off but you. Think about it. And God said, so it was. So who the only person that he's given authority to change that? Now, either I'm going to receive it, what he did, or I'm going to reject what he did, but it is. So the only way for me not to experience light is for me to reject light. Darkness cannot touch the light. So only the controller of the switch, where's your hand? Look at that hand. Only the controller of the switch can affect whether there's light. Because light is. I said light is. And only if you choose to be in spiritual blindness after receiving the light, because everybody's spiritually blind at first, and then you receive the light, and now you got a switch you can do. Amen. I said before your life and death, blessings and curses. You got the choice now, keep the lights on. Choose life. How do I choose life? I choose life by standing in the light, by continuing to remind myself and understand what did Jesus do? And once I remind myself what he does, I have an understanding of what I have. I am blessed because of him. If you understand that, say amen. amen. So spiritual blindness will cause you to think you're in lack. It'll cause you to think you're in lack. But remember what I told you before, the devil is a liar. The opposite of what he says is what's true. Think about that. It'll help you. It'll, help you. It'll take you a long way in life. He's a liar. Once I finally figured this out, I was, it, it turned my life around. I kept hearing what he was saying, not realizing I was entertaining darkness. You ain't gonna never get a house. You ain't gonna never die out. Your marriage will never be successful. Your kids, you know, one of them, going, at least one of them gotta go crazy. And I said, no, wait a minute. Everything, they, you know they're trying to fire you. You know this, that, and the other. And I began to understand, this was, this was back when we were in Atlanta, I began to understand it, and I saw some of these scriptures, and I said, wait a minute, he's a liar. And liars don't tell you the truth. And it became very simple. So the opposite of whatever he says is the truth. I'm successful. I thought they were trying to fire me. Guess what happened? I got a promotion. You know that you know money getting tight around the ministry. They're going to they're gonna cut some stuff off. I got increase. The opposite of everything that the enemy was telling me began to come true when I began to believe Jesus 
and trust in his word. And wouldn't you know it, his word is also called light. Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Now look at verse 3. Are you getting anything out of this? So it's imperative that I understand that I'm in the light, that I'm supposed to walk in the light, because the light is not just for me. Now that you're in the light, what are you supposed to do with that light? Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's look at this in the message. Let's look at this in the message version. I think it says it the clearest out of uh, all the different versions. This the message. It says, if our message is obscure to anyone, Paul's writing to the church of Corinthians, if our message is obscure to anyone, it's not because we're holding back in any way. No. See, if you don't understand, it's because these other people are looking or going the wrong way and refuse to give it serious attention. All they have, uh, all they have eyes for is this fashionable God of darkness. He said, that's all they, they just got eyes for darkness. And not just darkness, the, the God of darkness. Who, who is that? Yeah. It says, they think he can give them what they want. And, they, uh, and that they won't have to bother believing a capital T, truth, they can't see. They think they can do it his way, in their own way, and not through Jesus. They're stone, keep going, they're stone blind. I guess there's blind and then they're stone blind. To the day spring brightness of the message, the message, capital M, who is the message? That's Jesus, that's talking about the gospel of grace. They're blind to this brightness or this light that the message of grace brings that shines with Christ. Christ who gives us the best picture of God we'll ever get. My God, the best picture of God we'll ever get. Grace, can't earn it, don't deserve it, but you still got his favor. You still got his love. All is well in your life. You're forgiven. That's the best picture of God you're ever getting, and you see that through Christ. Keep going. Remember, our message is not about ourselves. Paul says, we're proclaiming Jesus. Sounds like our vision in our church as we proclaim Jesus the Christ as the head of the church and a manifested word of God. Our goal is to teach the word of God. Remember, our message is not about ourselves. We're proclaiming Jesus Christ, the master. All we are is messengers. Now, is Paul any different from you? He had the same God you got, right? He had the same Jesus you got, right? At the same Christ you got, at the same grace you got. All we are are messengers. Keep going. Aaron runners from Jesus for them. And he's writing to the church, so he's saying for you. It started when God said, somebody said, where you get that title from, Light Up the Night? It started when God said, Light Up the Darkness. It started, and I think that's so cool because he's paralleling all the way back to let there be light. He said, this started, this thing about ministering the gospel of grace, it started in the beginning. He's he's going all the way back to the beginning. He's going back to the first thing God did recorded in the Bible. Go back and look when you get a chance. 
It talks about God was creating the world, but the first thing he did was said, let there be light. God, dog it. Let there be light. Let there be light. God wasn't in the darkness in the first place. God wasn't in the spiritual blindness in the first place. He said, let there be light. It started when God said, light up the darkness and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood. Keep going. And our, light filled, and our lives filled up with light as we saw and understood God in the face of Christ, all bright and all beautiful. Do you see that? Keep going. Let's keep going. We're going to just walk through this. If you only look at us, you might well miss the brightness. We carry this precious message around in the unadorned clay pots of our ordinary lives. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's uh, incomparable power with us. Do you see that? He said, we're not not trying to be all fancy because we don't want our fanciness to distract people from the true message. Not that I have anything against people who are, you know, whose prosperity is, is also on the outside. I think that's fine, absolutely. But Paul's saying, be careful, because when you go out to minister, it's not about flashing all of that. Because what people do is they'll make a mistake and think that's what the light's all about. That's to prevent anyone from confusing God's incomparable power with us. As it is, there's not much chance of that. You know for yourselves that we're not much to look at. Somebody said, well, I'm fine. Well, I mean, you know, you talking about this. We've been surrounded and battered by troubles, but we're not demoralized. Keep going. We're not sure what to do, but we know that God knows what to do. We've been spiritually terrorized, but God has not left our side. We've been thrown down, but we haven't broken. What they did to Jesus, they do to us. Trial and torture, mockery and murder. What Jesus did among them, he does in us. He lives. Our lives are at constant risk. Why? For Jesus' sake. Which makes Jesus' life all the more evident in us. While we're going through the worst, you're getting in on the best. We're not keeping this quiet, not on your life. Just like the psalmist who wrote, I believed it, so I said it, we say what we believe. And what we believe is that the one who raised up the master Jesus will just as certainly raise us up with you alive. Paul, preach it, ain't he? Every detail works to your advantage. Every detail works to your advantage. Every detail works to your advantage. Why? Because that's what the light said. And to God's glory, more and more grace. That's what I declare over you this year, more and more grace. More and more people, more and more praise. So we're not giving up. This church ain't going to let you give up. So we're not giving up. How could we? Even though on the outside, it often looks like things are failing or falling, 
apart on us what's happening on the inside, on the inside where God is making new life, not a day goes by without his unfolding grace. His grace ain't got a wrinkle in it. I mean, you got some good old-fashioned, hard-pressed, looking good, not a wrinkle, starched grace on your life. That's his promise. I said, that's his promise. The light provides all of this. So what is it that I'm missing? What is it that he hadn't done? I need you to understand it, baby, that because of the light, it's finished. It's finished. I need you to know that the first service of the year. I don't need you to get into the June and saying, I finally realized it's finished. I need you to know right now, you good. No matter what it looks like, all is well in your life. Let's, uh, let's keep going. I think there's a couple more to this one. These hard times are small potatoes compared to the coming good times. The lavish celebration prepared for us. Small potatoes. Somebody say, ain't nothing. Small potatoes. Stuff start happening in your life, say, ah, yeah, that ain't nothing. That ain't nothing. Doctors say, you going this, you going that. Oh, that ain't nothing. Why? I know what the light says. I'm enlightened to the light. I know the truth. Nothing's going to stop me from following his will for my life. Nothing's going to distract me. Nothing's going to deter me. Nothing's going to cause me to quit. Nothing's going to cause me to put down what he said. I don't did this over and over and over again. I'm jumping off the merry-go-round of unbelief, and I am going to trust in what God said. I don't fool around and found out the truth. I'm now understanding what the light says. I don't got around a bunch of other radical believers at this church over there on the north side of Houston that talks about grace, and we all we do is get together and talk about how blessed we are, how true he is, how real he is, and I don't fool around and got myself so jacked up full of belief that can't nothing stop me from believing in what my God said. And my God said, Jesus has done it all. So I'm so full of this truth, I'm so full of this light that it is now busting out of me. And that's what you see. That's why I look so good. That's what you see. That's why I'm so blessed. That's what you see. That's why I'm rolling like this. That's what you hear. That's why I'm talking like this. You just getting evidence of the fruit that my root has changed and light is just coming out of me. I can't help it. I try to hold it in, but I can't help it. I try to try to hold it back, but I can't help it. It's just coming out of me. And don't be afraid from the people that run from you. That's just darkness trying to escape the light. Don't be afraid of the friends that you lose. That's just darkness that's trying to escape the light. They, can't, they can run, but they can't hide. Don't be afraid of the family members that stop inviting you to the barbecues. Amen. <laughs> you know we can't bring them over because every time they come over, we feel like we can't do what we do. Y'all know what I'm talking about. No, that's, that, that's just the darkness 
That's just the darkness, not understanding. You just be the light. I, I believe God will give you a way to just walk, just, just sneak up on him as the light. And you'll be there and you just, ta <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, this year is going to be a good year for you. It's going to be a year of change, a year of overcoming, a year of overflowing, a year of walking in the light. Now think about it. It ain't, ain't much for you to do other than just to be, just to believe and be. Jesus did all the work. Jesus did all the work. So now what you do is you get to go home and just say, now, Lord, now that I understand who you are and what you've done and what I possess. Now, Jesus is the light. Where does he live? Where? He lives in you, so that makes you a light bearer. Who else got the light? So I say, wait a minute. It's like that meme with all that stuff. Y'all like looking like, y'all was like, y'all was with me, and y'all was like, uh, uh. <laughs> Ain't nobody got the light but you and me. So how's the darkness going to get light unless the light go to the darkness? I said, you know, I knew you were setting me up. You had me feeling good. Now, here you go back again to serving. Here you go again back to ministering. Yes. The darkness will never receive the light until the light shows up in the darkness. So what I need you to do is I need you reminding yourself or allowing the Holy Spirit and receiving his reminder of all is well in your life. And I need you beginning to spend time with God saying, now where and how do you want me to go share this light? Go to Acts 1-8 and we'll close with this. Somebody say, wait, we're going to close this early? The Texans don't even play today. I know they won, y'all. I'm so excited about that. Yeah. They won. I said, that's what I'm talking about. I like what Deshaun Watson said on his interview. He said, let's be great. That's why I told everybody. He said, he got, some, I guess, everybody some beat headphones, and he wrote on, on their headphones, let's be great. And I got to admit, it was a little dark there for a little while. It was dark. It was, it was pitch black in the first quarter. I'm like, what are y'all doing? It wasn't nobody in the second quarter. But the game wasn't over, thank God. And they went into that locker room and there was an adjustment made. I believe they got to talking and I like, I like what they said. I know they got to talking because they came back out. And you know what J.J. Watt said? He said, it just takes a spark. And the last time I checked, spark is light. He said, it just takes a spark. And then, and, then, and then they reminded themselves, it just takes a spark. And they begin to remember the words that were shared of, uh, let's be great. And man, third quarter hit, they put up six points. And those six, then they went for the two-point conversion. I'm like, y'all no good and well. We do not. But we, need, we had to. I mean, you had to, you had to make it eight and eight to get to 16. But I wasn't too sure. I, was, I ain't going to lie. <laughs> I wouldn't believe in the light. I was just like, ah, I don't know if we're going to make this. 
But they began to do stuff that was amazing. Do you, do you know the supernatural <laughs> will take place when you believe? And, 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 and them drugs got six. And then they went for the two-point conversion. I don't know if that was the one where he, you know, reached over. And this dude putting his body on the line. I said, he almost got broke the last time he dove in. And he, and he does that, and they get the two-point. I said, oh, look at that. It's eight. A little bit of light. Just a little bit of light. And I said, it's still 16 to eight. And the way this has been going, is that, that's it. And, man, they fooled around and got another touchdown. And then they went for two again. I said, no, nah, I, I got dogged. This is... I don't know what other decision you can make, but, oh. And they got that one. They tied it up. And then we fooled around and took the lead. Got 19 and 16. I said, hey, that's it. But it was, you know, anytime there's still time, left, the game ain't over. But those guys did not stop believing. He said, let's be great. He said, when you're being great, I wrote it down. He said, keep, uh, he said, yeah, just what he said. He said, the whole time, if you notice, he's sitting on the sideline. He don't really look at the scoreboard. And I used to wonder why. And he said, why? He said, when he was in Clemson at college, he said, uh, Dabo Sweeney told him, don't watch the scoreboard. He said, don't look at the scoreboard. Just keep your head in the game. He said, he told, he, he's, he's been taught that if you just keep your head in the game and not look at what is in front of you, he said, you would eventually end up where you're supposed to be. I said, this joker said through the first quarter, he said through the second quarter, he said through the third quarter, and then when that spark happened with, with that J.J. Watt sack, that was just enough to spark everybody else, and then this guy begins to do something. I watched this 215-pound dude run five yards, which is probably the equivalent from here to maybe close to where Gary is, dragging three grown men for a touchdown. I watched this 215-pound dude get popped by two other people and spun around and threw a perfect pass to another guy to run down all to win a game because they believed. What do you believe? That's not just for the sports people. That's for the believers. What do you believe? The impossible can be done and will be done if you believe. I saw that, I said, ooh. I said, let's be great. Keep fighting the good fight of faith by just simply continuing to believe in the finished works of Jesus. And as you do that, you'll be able to do what this scripture says. It says, and this is Jesus talking, he said, he told them, uh, you don't get to know the time. Timing is the Father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. So we often read Acts 1 and 8, don't read verse 7. He says, stop worrying about the time. I got that. I'm sure the Texans wanted to know in the first quarter <laughs> what was going to happen in overtime. He said, you don't, you don't get to worry about that. You got to trust me. See, some of y'all thought the game was over in the fourth quarter. God said, you don't know. I got overtime. You might have messed up in quarter one of your life. You might have messed up in quarter two. You might be half doing it in quarter three, but you will get it. Amen. You will get it. Stop beating yourself up. You will get it. If God has to create overtime for you, if he has to extend things for you, if he has to rearrange and change things for you, he will make sure you get what he said is yours. It is a promise. And I declare overtime in your life. The game is not over. 
said, timing is the Father's business. He controls the clock. What you get is the Holy Spirit. Your help. Your help, your power. Your teacher, your confidant. Keep going. And when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you got him in you, but now when he comes on you, you will be able. All your ability comes from him. Amen. You will be able to be my witnesses. Where? In Jerusalem, all over Judea, and Samaria, even to the ends of the world. They will see his goodness because his ability rests on you. Amen. That's a promise. And the Holy Spirit is your helper to do that. So be enlightened today that the light has done his job. His work is finished, and now you have the Holy Spirit on the inside of you to do the work that God has called you to do. Your ability comes from him. And your end is, it will be good, and it is good, and that's a promise that you can take to the bank. Amen? Amen. Come on, let's give God a hand clap of praise for that. Amen. Here's what I want you to do at this very first church service of the year. I want you just to stand to your feet with me. I just really feel that in my spirit to do this. Stand to your feet with me and just begin to worship and thank God. I, I want you to begin to worship, sorry, praise and thank God. I want you to begin to praise and thank him right now like it's December 31st, 2020. I want you to see in your heart the finished works of this year. I want you to see the success. I want you to see the healing. I want you to see yourself walking out being a light and having success in everything that he's called you to do. We're going to praise him in advance of the manifestation because we believe it's already done. 2020, as far as you're concerned, is already in the books. And it was the best year you've ever had. It was the best year you've ever had. You went further than you could imagine. It was above all you could actually think. See it. See it. See it. When you, you're not wishing it. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to show you right now in this moment images of the will of God. See it. Thank you, Father God. These visions, these things that you're showing us, they are done. We declare they're done. We declare they're done. We declare they're finished. And we declare right now that we have the victory. The devil is defeated. Well under your feet. Darkness is gone. No more spiritual blindness. We walk in the light of the light. We believe it, we receive it. In Jesus' name. Now, Father, right now, we set ourselves in agreement with each other. 
And I declare and decree as the prophet of this particular house, great and mighty works will come from these, your precious sheep, from these, your children. Greater works than even what Jesus did when he was here. And I declare and decrease increase, I declare and, de uh, and decree increase for your word in this world. We are the light. We believe it and we receive it. We are the light and this is our house. And we are because you were and are the light of the world. So we thank you for it. In Jesus' name. If you agree with that, say amen. Amen. Come on and give God one more hand clap of praise. Amen. We love you guys. Happy New Year again. We'll see y'all soon. Thank you, Michael. Amen. Amen. Awesome word. Thank you, Pastor. Awesome word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's continue to worship the Lord in our giving. Amen. Giving is a time of worship. Giving is a time of obedience, and you give what God has laid on your heart to give. Amen. You can give by text. There's t uh, information on the screen, the text by giving instructions. You may also give by uh, using your offering envelope, and that is in, on the pew in front of you. Amen. If you need anything from the ushers, go ahead and raise your hand. You should have an offering envelope. Or remember, if you're having uh, difficulties using the text by give, we will definitely uh, help you or assist you after service. Amen? Once you have your offering prepared or your tithes prepared, let's go ahead and raise that up. And that's a sign of that you're ready to give. Amen? We thank God. Hallelujah. That our giving is blessed. Hallelujah. We thank you, Father God. Hallelujah. Father God, we thank you that what you laid on our heart is blessed, Father God. We thank you that as we obey you and worship you in our giving, we thank you that every need of this ministry and every need in the lives of your people are met in the name of Jesus. Amen. Ushers, let's go ahead and serve, the, serve everyone. Amen. In this time of service, I know there's movement, but we also want to... Um, invite invite you to come this morning if if you do not know the lord as your personal lord and savior you heard about the god that pastor talked about and you heard about being the light and there's just some cloudiness there you don't really know what does that really mean here's an opportunity to come so you can get one-on-one -on -one instruction secondly you've heard the word this morning you know that we're here as a ministry alive and well teaching and preaching the word with simplicity and understanding, and you're not a member of this church and you desire to do so, this morning is an opportunity for that as well. And then thirdly, you heard Pastor talk about the Holy Spirit, but there's another part of the Holy Spirit, and that is the gift of speaking in tongues, and we do believe in that in this church, amen? So that's a gift that you've not yet received from the Lord, but you want to, that's, that's uh, open to you this morning as well. So three invitations. One, salvation. Two, membership in the, to this church. And thirdly, receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Amen? So the altar's open. We ask that you also stand. Sometimes it just need a little more clarification.
Someone may have a little, little more questions. So take time to minister to each other in that vein, asking each other those three questions. And if they apply to you, come on down this morning. Amen. You give me joy down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. You give me joy, down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Amen, amen. Well, Father God, we thank you. All is well this morning. We thank you, Father God, for your people. Let's prepare to be dismissed. Thank you, Father God, for your word. Thank you, Lord God, that we are light bearers. We thank you, Father God, that we have everything we need to go out and to bear the light, to bear your word, amen, to bear your word of grace, to bear this gospel of grace. And we thank you that as we go out, step out, believing in faith that we are bringing the light, that we are delivering the light, we thank you that we will, be, will we begin to see the harvest and the fruition of that. In Jesus' name. We thank you that every need is met. Nothing missing, nothing broken or lacking in the lives of your people. We thank you that we have safety and we are blessed. In Jesus' name. Amen. Y'all be blessed. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul. Down deep in my soul, down deep in my soul.